You are listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Now let us take this time to prepare our hearts and minds to pray. Today is Monday, August 6, 2018, and we read from 1 Kings. Whenever one reads the Old Testament, they need to remember it is a violent world. The violence has little to do with faith and more with cultural circumstances. At this point in history, humans are still learning how to build stable nations. In the ancient world, every empire is constantly under military threat. Sometimes in the modern world, we forget how foreign the ancient world is to the modern reader. It can lead people to see God as a violent God, a destroyer of evil and a beast to the wicked. In 1 Kings 19, Elijah is coming to know the God we meet in Christ, a God who does not speak through destruction and natural power, but a quiet voice of humility, speaking to the vulnerable to assure them of God's presence. What words or phrases capture your imagination as you listen, and how do they speak to your life today? Let us listen to 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 1 through 15. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. But he left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake, baked on hot stones in a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. At that place he came to a cave, and he spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand in the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. 
and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Haziel king over Aram. An article in the Star Tribune profiling the decline of Christianity in the metro area caught my attention. The evidence the reporter used to mark this decline was not some national study, but statistics drawn from a more familiar source, the ritual closing of local churches across denominational lines. These once thriving congregations were too small to operate anymore. A few paragraphs into the story, I needed to set it down and walk away. The news was too depressing. I was getting ready to deliver a sermon, and nothing gets you jacked up to preach, quite like being shown the irrelevancy of your work. The stories about the decline of faith make it feel depressing to be a pastor. In some ways, I feel a kindred spirit with those leaders charged with turning around Kmart stores. Congregations are getting older. Families choose a host of other options over worship. Fewer younger adults are going into ministry. In the midst of despair, though, I heard a still small voice. A young woman wrote a post about her time at a Christian camp. Her story began by saying she never realized what camp would mean to her. She never imagined the community of friends she would have or how much faith would become a part of her life. Faith was her source of joy, strength, and hope. The adult world sees summer camp as a childish thing. But as this young woman testified... Camps have something to teach not only the church, but the greater community. In a summer camp, staff are taught to welcome the stranger. Welcome is more than a smile and a gentle greeting. It is pulling together a fragmented group of strangers into one caring community. This community is not limited to a single cabin group. It is a whole session of cabin groups. These communities are taught to solve conflict and practice reconciliation. Campers and staff learn to respect each other and to practice genuine love for people they have nothing in common with, apart from the immediate context. Time is set aside every day to give thanks for the gift of life. Time is also reserved for singing, laughing, and exploring. The small voice of a teen reflecting a summer camp renewed my spirit. She reminded me of the hope, purpose, and reason why I preach and serve. Faith is not about being popular, but transformative to the human soul. And we live in a world desperate for transformation.
What causes you to feel hopeless? And when has a small voice helped you discover hope? God speak to you, and where do you desire transformation in your life? you to take this time to pray. Where do you want God to transform your soul? Let's listen one more time to 1 Kings chapter 19. At that place he came to a cave, and he spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand in the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks and pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Haziel, king over Aram.
Let us pray together. In the midst of a noisy world, Lord, we become deaf to your presence. Grant us a wisdom of silence to hear the still small voices in our lives proclaiming your love, your hope, your mystery, and your power. May these voices enter our souls and transform them in peace. Grant us the assurance of things hoped for and the confidence of powers unseen. In your loving mercy we pray. Amen. Now may God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we could ask or imagine, bless you and grant you the gifts of faith, hope, and love. Amen.